there are two midrashim that open the door for the merits that we need for Geula. Bishus emuna nigalu avosenu mi mitzrayim uvishus emuna atidim lihigayel. In the merit of our emuna, emuna is translated incorrectly into English as belief. Um, but when you think about belief, you have to think about something that, well, we really don't have, no have, have no evidence that it's true, but we just believe it, blind faith. That, that's not correct. We're going to see a little more about that. But emuna is the foundation for which the Jewish people were redeemed from Egypt, and it's going to be our emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's going to lead to ultimate redemption. Where, where do we see that? Because the Jews were in Memtet Shari Tuma. They were the lowest of the low, and their midos were completely corrupted. And in fact, in order to get the Torah, we needed to go through seven weeks of Sfirat Omer for Tikkun Hamidot. The only thing we had in Egypt was our emuna. And it says about us that the, the Jewish people are ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim. That we, it's in our DNA to have a Muna. And we're going to have to elaborate on that a little bit in a minute. But just the second pasuk, the second um, source for Geula, Ein Yisrael Nigalim HaShabbos, and it brings a proof text. So, what's the connection between Emuna, which is going to be the foundation of redemption, and what got us out of Egypt, because it was the only thing we had left after we were in the Memtet Shari Tuma? And Shabbos, which is going to lead to Gula, we're going to see what's the relationship between the two of them. So we have to understand, first of all, what is Amuna. Um, but maybe before that, we'll just elaborate something, a, big, a very beautiful Chiddush of the Meshachachma, on the phrase that the Jewish people are ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim, in contrast to the rest of the world. We're ma'aminim, we believe in, a, in, a, in the Almighty, and we're descendants of, the, of, of those who believe in the Almighty. It's in our DNA to believe. Well, the non-Jewish world doesn't believe in, in stuff. They're also ma'aminim. Says the Meshachachma, in fact, they're more b'nei ma'aminim, b'nei ma'aminim. Because they believe in every nonsense in the world. Every generation there's a different nonsense that they believe in. So why are we called ma'aminim, b'nei ma'aminim? They're, they're the biggest ma'aminim, b'nei ma'aminim. They, they believe in... in Nonsense. They believe in fantasy. They believe in things that make no sense. So it says the Meshachachma that the other nations, what inspires their emunah? What inspires their belief? What inspires their devotion to a value? So it's all about externals. They believe in beauty. They believe in power. They believe in money. They believe in the sun and the moon. Throughout the generations of what people believed in, it was always something external that had to inspire them. We are ma'amin in something that's not tangible. It's not external. It's not directly observable. Our amuna is in something that's abstract. And the Chobos Alvava says an interesting thing. He says, amuna in the Almighty is only available to the greatest philosophers and prophets. And yet that's something that every Jew is supposed to have. The answer is that it's part of our DNA. That we're, that's what ma'amin and b'nei ma'amin means. 
We don't believe in all kinds of nonsense. We only believe in one thing. And that's the, that's, that's where it, tra- it is transmitted generation after generation from Avram Avinu, because in Avram Avinu's generation they believed in all kinds of things that they could observe. And Avram Avinu realized that no, there's got to be something that's generating everything that we see. There's got to be something big. And the Jew has to know that. How do we define the word Amuna? So let me show you how it can't be the way we understand belief. You say it every Shabbos, you don't realize what you say. Ki yashar dvar Hashem. Ki yashar dvar Hashem. V'chol ma'asehu be'emuna. Well, you can't translate as belief. In the Parsha of Amalek, so, um, right, the, the Jews are fighting Amalek, Moshe goes up, raises his hands, we know that when he raised his hands, the Jews won. When he lowered his hands, the Jews lost. So he needed support for his hands. Vayihi yadav emuna. His hands were emuna. So you realize you cannot. It just doesn't work to translate it like that. <coughs> one. Let me bring in one other problem. Will hopefully lead a little bit to the solution. So we have the Jewish people believing in Moshe three times in last week's parsha. It says that when Moshe comes to tell the Jewish people, he did the miracles, the blood, the, right? The, the, he showed them the, the blood, the snake. And the nation, I'm going to translate it now loosely. We'll hopefully get a much more sophisticated translation of it. They believed Moshe that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is redeeming them. Fast forward to Parshas B'Shalach and after Kriyas Yamsuf. And they again believed in Moshe. But they already believed in Moshe back in Parshas Shmos. So what changed? What what does that mean? And then here's the kicker that when Akadosh Baruch was telling Moshe go up on go up to Sinai, Anochi ba'i lecha be'av he'anan ba'avur yishma ha'am b'dabri imach ve'gam b'chaya minu la'olam. Third time they're going to believe in Moshe. I, I don't. I mean, they already. We, we already twice before they believed in Moshe. What's new? What's coming new? So, says the Rambam to move us off a very important default. What's the default? The default is that the reason the Jewish people believed in Moshe was because he did miracles, supernatural things, proved that he's a prophet. Says the Rambam, Moshe Rabbeinu lo he'minu bo Yisrael mipnei ha'otot sh'asa. They did not believe that Moshe was an authentic prophet because of the miracles. And again, we'll have to understand what he'minu means. She'hamamin al pi ha'otot, a person who believes something because of miracles, yesh belibo dofi. There's a gnawing doubt in his heart. Maybe the miracle, the supernatural event, was done with some kind of magic. 
I'm sure that if I tell you now I'm going to get this shtender to levitate, and I do it, your first reaction is going to be, okay, Karlinski, what's the trick? <laughs> that, that's the natural reaction. Um, so what do we do to undo... The, if, if Moshe Rabbeinu didn't believe, wasn't wasn't authenticated as a prophet because of the miracles, then what authenticated him as the prophet? And here's where we get to the word emunah. The word emunah doesn't mean belief the way we translate it in English, but it means fidelity and reliance. You have a principle, but do you have fidelity to it? Are you a neeman? You have this in in, in monetary laws. A neeman is a um, what's the English word for a neman? A, um, a trustee. Thank you. A trustee. He's trusted. So if you are an ish neeman, it means you're reliable. So when we say the maasehu beemuna, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's actions are beemuna, it means they're done with reliability. We can rely on them. And when it says that Moshe, the people believed in Moshe, they relied on him. Okay, that's that's the that's the the, the idea of emuna. So, on what basis did the Jewish people believe in Moshe? Well, it started with miracles. That's what the Rambam writes, that in the beginning, when Moshe said, they're not going to believe, they're not going to believe in me, what he meant is, they're going to think I'm doing magic. And HaKadosh Baruch said, you're right. But you know how the ultimate belief is going to happen? What's the real proof that I sent you? You're going to come, the Jewish people are going to come to Har Sinai. And that's the difference between the first two, Vayaminu B'Moshe, and Vayaminu Le'olam, says the Rambam. Why are they going to believe in Moshe eternally? Because they witnessed HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicating with Moshe. Miracles don't do the job. And the Rambam writes, if it would be miracles that did the job, we could have some other prophet coming later to do bigger miracles than Moshe and say, okay, now you have to change the Torah. Now it's okay to eat cheeseburgers or we got to move Shabbos to Sunday. And to prove it, I'll do miracles. Well, but the Torah tells you what to do when somebody does miracles and then tells you to change the Torah. You execute him. False prophet. Well, that's pretty scary. He's doing miracles. He's telling you, God is sending me. And he keeps doing miracles, and he and you got to execute him. Right? But why says the Rambam? Because the Torah said to do it. Well, why am I listening to the Torah if Moshe Rabbeinu would be have his credibility because of miracles? And that's why we we listen to the Torah. So somebody did bigger, bigger miracles, you can override the Torah. But because we saw God communicate with Moshe and give us the Torah. So it's not miracles anymore. It's direct revelation. And therefore, the Torah tells us that if somebody tries to change the Torah, you execute. But it's not miracles against miracles. It's direct revelation against miracles. And therefore, says the Ramban, very important Ramban, when, right, where the Ramban writes, where the Torah tells us, Raki shamer lecha petishkach et hadvarim asherah there's a special mitzvah, says the Ramban, besides teaching our children the Torah, there's, a, pro, there's a, a warning not to let them forget the origins of the Torah. Not just what the mitzvahs are, but where did we get the mitzvahs? And there's a special warning 
says the Ramban, to make sure they know that it came from Sinai, not because of any miracles. So when we talk about emunah, we're talking not just about knowledge, we're talking about the conviction and the, the ability to live up to our conviction, fidelity, to be a ne'eman, that's what Vayaminu b'Moshe, by Hashem Moshe Avdo means, they relied on Moshe. V'gam b'chayaminu le'olam, they're going to rely on what Moshe teaches us eternally. There's a an idea that emuna is something that's almost supernatural. That this unique quality of emuna is is a is a is a it's something that's unique to us, right? That that we just we it's part of our our, our existence. <laughs> There's a very powerful idea from Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer. See, we have a problem. Isn't it obvious that there's a creator to the world? I mean, all of these scientific explanations and, and multiverse theories and coincidences, and it, does that make sense? When you think about it, just this is Maminim B'nai Maminim. This is the non-Jewish world being B'nai but They just believe in anything they want because they want to believe in it. So Rabbi Yitzchuk Lazar says the has a proof that free will is something that's programmed into man's psyche to enable him to fool himself. It says we have um, a table full of a hundred bottles, and there's clear liquid in all hundred of them. Ninety-seven of them are water, and three of them are poison, and you're very thirsty. Are you going to take one to drink? Most normal people won't. Why? <laughs> Three of the bottles are poison. I'm very thirsty, but you know what? I'll, I'll stay thirsty for a little while till I get to water. Okay? So says Rabbi Yitzchak is there a 3% chance that our narrative is true? That the Jews actually stood at Sinai and actually had revelation? Is there a 3% chance that it's true? I think everyone would agree there's a 3% chance that it's true. Again, if you read Richard Dawkins carefully in his polemic with uh, Francis Collins, you'll see that it ends up being 50%. Okay, that is 50%. But who said? Maybe the other way. Says Rabbi Zechariah, the fact that a person knows that there's a 3% chance that what we say is true, and he ignores it and eats a cheeseburger, right, and is Mechal Shabbos, that's like the guy who drank a bottle of water when there were three, a 3% chance that it's poison. The, the HaKadosh Baruch programs into us free will. And we, that part of that free will is whether we're going to be fooled by outside things and have belief in things that are very tangible, or we realize that there's got to be something bigger. That's the, and then we live our lives be'emuna. We live our lives with fidelity to what we have verified, what we're convinced is true. Because people fool themselves. And they don't let themselves be convinced that it's true. So emuna defines the relationship we have with HaKadosh Baruch the quality of every mitzvah that we do is dependent on how much emuna we bring to the table with it. When you do a mitzvah, how tangible is it that you are having a relationship, that you have a relationship with the Almighty? That's the work of emuna. 
You got to walk your talk. When you do the mitzvah, when you live your life, when you are in a challenge, do you have that clarity that there's an Almighty? And do you have a clarity that you're in the world for purpose? And this is what changed, what transitions us to Shabbos. What Shabbos is all about is the Jewish people testifying to two things. The Jewish people are testifying that the world has a creator. That's what we're testifying to. And that the world has a purpose. When we say that Shabbos is me'en olam haba, what we mean is that the, the six days of a creation were created with the ultimate purpose being Shabbos, which is the recognition of a creator. That, that we live in a purposeful world. It's one of the amazing things that I always like to mention because it just struck me. In the uh, Templeton Foundation, they threw out some the big questions to a dozen uh, philosophers, scientists, and theologians. And the second question, after... Uh, discussing whether the science makes the uh, makes God obsolete, they discuss, they ask the question: Does the universe have a purpose? So obviously the the theologians said yes. Some of the philosophers said yes. But you're expecting that all the atheistic scientists who say that God may, that science makes God obsolete because we don't need a God, everything is just random. So of course they should say the world doesn't have a purpose. And in fact, some of them did. But some of them created such, I mean, it would have been, it would the, the pilpulim that they created <laughs> to make a purpose would have put every Rosh Hashiva to shame. <laughs> what, that shows you that the human being has this instinct, you don't want to live in a purposeless life. You just don't want to do that. Shabbos is our declaration that the world has purpose. So there's a creator and that there's purpose. And that is what brings us closer to the Almighty. Geula is the opposite of Galut. Galut is distance. Galut is fragmentation. Galut is dispersal. Galut is the disconnect. Geula is the connection. The two sources of our real connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu reside in our emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the conviction of his existence and our readiness to walk our talk. And the other thing is the Shabbos, which is that unique opportunity to be very close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so close that we don't allow a non-Jew to participate in that closeness, in that relationship. So that's Geula, that's reconnecting when we've been distanced, when we've been fragmented. Galut is confusion. Galut is when we lack clarity. The human being can be in galut. When we're in a state of confusion, we're in galut. The purpose of the... Of, we have seen miracles, and we're, we're going to be reading Parshat of miracles. But what was the purpose of the miracles? What was the purpose of Shibud Mitzrayim, which led to Geulat Mitzrayim, the purpose was the Yadu Mitzrayim Ki Ani Hashem, that even the lowly Egyptians are going to understand from this miraculous intervention of nature. The, the last Ramban in, in Parsha's bow goes into the details of how the miracles of Egypt, supernatural, pre-announced, that purposeful, explode all of the atheism, all of the denials, all of the, 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 the heresy 
of atheism, that the world has a creator who runs the show, that even Mitzrayim is going to know, Viyadu Mitzrayim ki ani Hashem, and the, the, the Sifrei Kabbalah talk about the ten makos being against the ten klipos hatuma, and all of them relate to emuna. And the makos then were the revelation, you, you probably, you're going to get to Pesach, you'll be studying the Haggadah, the Tzach Adash Be'achav, Rabbi Yudah gave Simonim, right, Rashi Tevos, well, that's brilliant, right, Dam Tzvadek, yeah, that was brilliant, you needed Rabbi Yehuda to make up Rashi Tevos for the ten makos, the Tzach Adash Be'achav, say all the Meforshim, it means that God runs the show in the, in the Dam Tzvadek Kinim, which is the earth, in the air, and in the heavens. Think about it. The, the Makos are broke up into three areas. HaKadosh Baruch is showing he runs the show from A to Z, from bottom to top, and it was so that everybody can recognize that. Bezoteda, you'll notice that it says over and over again, pay attention now, this week's Parsha, next week's Parsha, Bezoteda, Leman Teda, Bavur Teda. Okay? The, the, there's there's, there's got to be a, 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 a realization of HaKadosh Baruch So that, that's why we went into Golis Mitzrayim, to help clarify that, and we clarified it for the Egyptians, and Kalva Chomer, we clarified it for us. But at the end of the end of the day, the final clarification is Sinai. The final clarification, and that's why Vigam B'chaya Aminu Le'olam, is that the eternal emuna, and that's, you see that the word emuna, isn't, we're not talking about blind faith. We're talking about conviction that is unshakable. And that's where the Rambam writes that after Sinai, no prophet, says the Rambam, can come along and in any way undermine our belief in the authenticity of the Torah with all the miracles they're going to do because we're not relying on miracles. And it's a, I know we, there's a, 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 a lot to talk about whether we like miracles or we don't like miracles. There are many Gemaras to show that we don't look for miracles. We want, we want to see God in the natural system. When a miracle happens, we have to acknowledge it. Okay? But again, now we come into semantics. I mean, what we're seeing, both for the good and for the bad of what happened in the last three months, is that miraculous? Well, on a certain level, one can explain everything away, coincidence and nature, but at the end of the day, both the destruction as well as the Salvation, it's a combination of God's Hester Panim, turning away his face. But within that Hester Panim, it's clear that what happened on October 7th is a Hester Panim, like the Holocaust was a Hester Panim. But within that Hester Panim, if you want to see the miracles within the Hester Panim of the Holocaust, just read Rabbi Lau's book. The chief, the former chief rabbi of Israel, where, how he ended up out of the Holocaust back in Israel. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. What does miracle mean? Everything can be explained, you know, coincidentally. But if you read it, you get a sense this didn't happen randomly. There was very much intent here. So that's the, that's, that's the, the, the job of this is to look at nature, look at history. See HaKadosh Baruch Hu there. He hides himself in the, in the natural world. Our job is to see it and not rely on miracles anymore. The miracles were the one-time show to, to, to demonstrate unequivocally that God runs the, uh, runs the natural world. That's the Ramban at the end of Parsha's book. But at the end of the day, we want to have Geula 
from Emuna. We want to have Geula from Shabbos. It's the connection that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Our connection is defined by our Emuna, our fidelity to the things that we work on convincing ourselves that they're true. It's work. You've got to convince yourself of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's reality. The fact that there are people who keep de- trying to deny it means it's work. But then after you've got that conviction, we can still uh, rationalize and be completely um, uh, cognitive dissonance and live a contradiction. Emuna is emuna. It means the honesty, the fidelity, the reliability that what we finally convinced ourselves is true. That we now walk our talk. That we live our lives that way. And again, and Shabbos, by the, the, the Shabbos is the opportunity to have that relationship. If you know what Shabbos is about, Shabbos is not about a day off. Shabbos is the, and that's why it's the mission statement of the Jewish people, to make the declaration, the world has a creator. It was created for a purpose. And we have to, that's, that's hard work. It's not, we, we say the words now, but you have to realize that this is a life work. And part of the difference in Jews' spiritual level is their, the quality of their amuna, And wherever you are, you can always do better.